0: Hello friends, this is Josie from Speaking in Church, the podcast you are currently listening to, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite current thing right now, which is Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform. Um, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. This dummy, yours truly, set it up real quick. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which, hello, talk about easy. You don't have to be some professional computer person, which is dope. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else you want to put it. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which, you know, some of us are just not going to get a million people listening, which is fine. Um, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make your own podcast about literally anything like the two of us, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Everybody, welcome to the Speaking in Church podcast with me, Josephine or Josie, as I like to be called, and
1: Spencer or Spence, as everybody calls me.
0: Here we are, ready for you, ready to talk to you, ready to engage with you, ready to bitch with you. That's basically what this whole podcast is about. Is that right, Spencer?
1: Yes, but throw in dreaming. I think we like to dream of what the church and our community can be, so let's stay a little positive, Josie. Well, you know
0: me. I'm not the most positive. I'm just I
1: know. We balance, we balance each other out very well, as you'll learn through listening to us, so.
0: Yeah, uh, this first episode will probably just be us, um, well, not probably, it will be just us telling you our vision, telling us who, telling you who we are. Um, You know, laying the groundwork, the foundation, not on sand, but on rock. <laughs> Amen. Um, Spencer, why don't you tell our friends your background with speaking in church?
1: So speaking in church, the podcast, honestly, was kind of a whim. Josie and I have these kind of conversations a lot. Um, and so I think, yeah, it was just kind of a space of Hey, we want to talk about this and we want to talk about it with other people and give you the opportunity to listen because I think that will spark a lot of other really great conversations. So that's kind of what started it for me.
0: Uh, Same. I just entered the podcasting game after avoiding it for a little while. Everybody's always told me that I should have some sort of podcast, but I never knew what I would talk about because I'm interested in a million things. But more importantly, I'm very interested in fucking up the system, you know, and why not start with the one that I'm the most familiar with the evangelical church.
1: (laughs) Yes, so here we are. Um, I guess that's our explicit warning. We're just real people. And we welcome all kinds of people. So if swearing makes you uncomfortable, bear with us. Um, A lot of things make us uncomfortable that we're going to talk about on this podcast. So we welcome all and we hope that you'll stick with us even when things get hard.
0: Amen. Uh, You will mostly hear the explicit language from yours truly. I've always said that as a writer, I don't have the luxury of discriminating against words, which is pretty much just me saying I can say whatever the heck I want. (laughs) <laughs> but on this podcast we will be having guests also won't just be the two of us talking at you we will be featuring some of our friends that we respect um we will be featuring i don't know maybe we'll have famous people on but we're not that cool yet so
1: <laughs> listen it'll be much later <laughs> if by some chance you're famous and you want to talk to us drop it in the comments you know come on
0: yes shoot us an email you just let us know uh we love famous people to an extent to <laughs> yes, to some extent. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should start off by kind of talking about our background. Spencer, what do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, I think Josie should go first because she's more interesting and she doesn't like to talk about it as much as I do. So, oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what more interesting, but I grew up in a Hispanic christian household my parents are straight out of mexico uh my dad actually uh, his mom converted when he was either young or before he was born but not he's one of the younger one of the eight siblings that he has so he was one of the you know early converts born into it but my grandma is i think she is assemblies of god but a little bit more of an apostolic take she doesn't wear pants. She doesn't wear makeup, blah, blah, blah. Um, and my mom grew up in the same church. So we grew up together. And my mom was kind of a rebel. She wore pants before it was allowed in church and blah, blah, blah. So I get my rebellious spirit from her. Ironic. Sorry. Um, I know because my mother does. Anyways. So I grew up in a very similar church, only a little bit more modern, a Hispanic, Assemblies of God, Pentecostal holy roller type of church right um can you define
1: holy roller because i don't really know what that means anyways
0: i honestly that's a more of a white people term i think it's just like charismatic i think that's pretty much what it is okay all right um if i'm wrong leave it in the comments if you're offended i don't care (laughs) (laughs) um and i the church we grew up in was a little bit unbalanced in the sense that like most churches have like leadership boards or deacons or whatever you call it, like a board that keeps the head pastor accountable. My church did not have that. The head pastor did whatever he wanted. Um, Whether that was good or bad, there was some questionable decisions that were made, which is ultimately why a ton of people left when I was young. But I left way before that because I just was not vibing with the culture. Um, I was always deemed too smart and too different. I remember at one point somebody asked my asked if I was a lesbian because I dressed a little funny. Mind you, I wasn't butch. I just wore pants with a dress or whatever. You know, experimenting with fashion makes you a lesbian, apparently. <laughs> uh, so I left and I started going to a Baptist church, which... Uh, Honestly, I have no idea why I went to a Baptist church. I don't know why I didn't see this coming. I wasn't always a feminist, and I wasn't always liberal, so to speak, in name. But I was always a very strong and passionate, intelligent woman, which the Baptists don't like in women. They don't like you to be mouthy like me. They don't like the lip. They don't like the education um they don't let you teach men which i'm really good at teaching men their place <laughs> you know uh and then i went to apus is a pacific university where i met spencer uh, and i really became super liberal at this small christian university <laughs> Oh, the irony. I was radicalized by my <laughs> art department and the Center for Student Action, the little missionary organization. I was radicalized beyond repair, uh, according to my father. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crazy how when you love Jesus, you become a radical, right? I know. I know.
0: Um, and then I kind of went through the period of deconstruction, as a lot of young people are doing, and I stepped away from the church in all facets i mean i did go to a house church in between there that for obvious reasons didn't work out it was all my baptist friends and you know i i don't like boys telling me that i'm not that i'm under them in any type of church home building whatever so that didn't really work out and spencer and i after we graduated kind of were in the same season of deconstruction i would say Uh, where we just were not vibing with churches that hated gay people anymore we were not vibing with white evangelical American Christianity anymore yeah so Spencer did the lovely research to find us a church that we vibe with our little gay loving Methodist church in Costa Mesa
1: Uh, Yeah so funny story when I before I moved to college I remember one of my parents friends from church like saying a comment along the lines of stay away from those Methodists and now I understand why and so I love the Methodists.
0: (laughs) Yeah I didn't nobody's ever told me that (laughs) but it's uh it's interesting because going to APU you are like inundated with all these cultural norms in white evangelicalism like And I understood some of them, like VeggieTales and Toby Mac or whatever. I understood (laughs) the basics. But when you grow up in a Hispanic church, you kind of miss some of them. Uh, Like some of these old hymns, I have no idea. I don't know any of them. I don't know old worship songs necessarily, except for the ones that we sang when I was a, you know, worship leader when I was 12 years old. Um. So it's really interesting to know that white, it's like, I really understood that white evangelical Christians were very different from other types of Christians. Like they were, it was a very specific breed. Um, So I think that growing up in this church, this Hispanic holy roller church, (laughs) uh, really brought to light how there's not just like one way to do christianity you know which is not what the evangelicals will have you believe
1: yeah absolutely
0: but that's kind of the basics um with my walk i wouldn't don't call me an evangelical i don't even know if i'm super comfortable being called a christian um but i do love jesus and i love all the radical things he's told me to do <laughs>
1: Well, I think in evangelical circles we'd call that a testimony. So thanks for sharing your testimony, Josie. Mm, we love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to say? Um. Besides expletives, no. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so hey everybody, I'm Spence once again. I come from what my family calls a yours, mine, and ours family, aka a blended family. I guess that's the mainstream term for it. Uh, basically, I have two older siblings, my brothers that are technically my half brothers. My mom had a son. My dad had a son, got married, and then had me and my sister Um, But very fortunate to uh, have all grown up in the same house together, which I know is very rare for people with blended families. I mean, my own, my own brothers have other siblings that they didn't grow up with. So that's something to kind of just take into account. Um, And I start with that because that's really foundational to what I believe and how I view the gospel and how I live my life and just relationships in general is really ingrained on coming from a family background of that. Um... My parents, my mom, I guess was kind of a Baptist. She kind of grew up in and out of the church but was baptized in a Baptist church um, when she was in middle school. My dad was raised Catholic. He was an altar boy. My grandpa was like in the Knights of Columbus which is like a Catholic men's club that like does community service or something like that. Don't know a ton about it but yeah his family was super really ingrained in that Um, and so that was his background. Funny enough though when my parents met, they weren't active in any sort of church circle. My mom would say that she was definitely still a believer, but we weren't raised that way. We had gone to Mass a few times with my grandma and kind of Easter services with some extended family here and there, but we're not regular Sunday morning churchgoers until we moved. So I was born in Southern California, I have lived all over Southern California, um, and when I was 10 years old, we moved to the sunshine little town of Yuma, Arizona, the sunniest place on earth. We'll look it up. And upon um, moving to Yuma, my parents started to get more involved with local community because it's a small town. And my mom met some people at the local Christian radio station and invited her to church. And all of a sudden, we started going to this church. And my mom just, it just almost like instantly. I think we went to one church that my mom was kind of weird because it was very charismatic, like people laying on the floor and she was not into that. And then yeah, after that, we went to one other church that I will not name because we're going to talk about it a lot. (laughs) And we just, it was stuck. It was like glue. My parents got really involved. I got really involved in the youth group and I was baptized my, right before going into high school at a high school youth conference that my church attended every year that that particular one was at Biola University which if you know anything about Biola very, yeah we uh, we go to APU and that's just how we do um but yeah so it was at Biola University and that's where I kind of tell people I met Jesus for the first time where he really became real which is very cliche and very like white evangelical language but that's kind of just the language I have for it um, but, uh, among all that time of learning about God, I obviously kind of had this sort of rebellious spirit and never really fit in because like Josie said, there's a lot of things that I missed. I didn't grow up with VeggieTales. My sister is eight years younger than me. So I kind of lived vicariously through her. Like I know the VeggieTales songs because I was a teenager when she was a toddler. So I was able to pick them up, but I never experienced it the way she did. And all of these friends I went to youth group with. Um, And just a lot of other beliefs of, the very first like theological struggle I had was with like gay marriage and just gay people. Um, I had a lot of friends that were gay in middle school and high school. And so I always really pushed back against that. Um, And also just I grew up in a house where my mom was the breadwinner, always has been and always will be sort of thing. And that was a really, you know, that's a really big push because in evangelical circles, you know, the husband is the head of the house, and um, my parents just really modeled a relationship that was joint. They made joint decisions, they did things jointly, and so that was kind of that was kind of weird for me to process. But yeah, then I went to Azusa Pacific University, like Josie said, and I studied Christian ministry with an emphasis in social work or social services, as they call it in the ministry department. So you can see why I was radicalized because um, you can't really learn about the most vulnerable people in our community and learn about the teachings of Jesus and not kind of be quote-unquote radicalized by that and not kind of push back against a lot of the structures that were taught. Um, I'm sorry I say um so much, <laughs> but you know. Going to APU was actually a culture shock for me because even though I was in the majority of, I, I'm i a white, I'm, I don't know if I said that I'm white. Hello. If you don't know me, I'm white. I'm very, very white. Um, and so I was in the majority of, I was a white, uh, yeah, I was a white student at Azusa Pacific and I was in the ministry theology department. I was a Christian, which you don't have to be Christian to go to APU. So that makes me in the majority. There you go. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of like, went into the cultural norms of I got I got really into uh water bottles and chacos who would have thought right that's some weird subculture of Christian college and yeah I met Josie through some mutual friends and I uh went on some trips with the Center for Student Action and I worked at a uh as an intern at a mega church in the community and really had a great experience but at the end of the day I I graduated and just had so many more questions because it, the, the funny thing about the Bible and the funny thing about Jesus is the more you seemingly learn, the more questions you end up having, the more questions kind of go unanswered or people don't talk about. And so I similarly sort of left the church. I distanced myself, you know, I'd maybe like show up every now and then to make my mother feel good. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Um, but a lot of it was just really hard for me to balance because I I loved the church circles I had been a part of in the past. I learned so much, but it comes to a point where love isn't enough and love and the feeling of loving a church isn't enough because they didn't stand for the things that I believed in. And so, like Josie said, I um, followed some pretty wild characters on Twitter and Instagram and Uh, this, this, uh, this Reverend, Reverend, her name popped up, who is our pastor now at our church, her name popped up and I Googled her and I found her church on Instagram and realized that it was a 10 minute drive from my (laughs) current home. And so I called Josie up and said, dude, I found this church. You should come with me. It's probably going to be wild. And we went and I texted her immediately. And I said, Hey, I know that was really weird, but I want to go back. And she was like, me too. And honestly, I drove away from that church in shambles, totally wrecked that I hadn't I hadn't felt in years, just the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Lord in a way that was so real that I had not felt in so long. And even though I honestly, I still struggle with getting back into the church because there's so many walls built from hurt and just uh, deception and things, which is honestly, our our space is a good place to be because we don't expect people that come to our church to just believe what everybody else believes so it's a really cool place to be and that's kind of one of the reasons we started this podcast is we just wanted to make another space for people to talk about things that are really hard and so yeah sorry if I rambled but we want you here we hope you stay here with us
0: yes and even if you are not yet radicalized we still want you here we still want to have these conversations with you Absolutely. and I mean you may not agree with us but that's fine you know I don't agree with most of the people in my life. And And, I still talk to them.
1: (laughs) And I think what you'll find too is while Josie and I agree on a lot of things, there are some things we don't agree on and we're going to talk about them. And that's kind of why I touched on we balance each other out really well because I always joke that Josie's kind of the gas and I'm the brakes and together we can go really far Um, because she gets really energized about things, which I love about her. And sometimes I play, I play for a lack of a better term, the devil's advocate of well have you thought about this or some people think this which I think all of us need in our lives because she does the same thing for me of all say well what about this and she just really unfolds things that I've never thought of so yeah if you don't agree with us stay here you're welcome here we want to talk about it like that's the whole point of this
0: yeah and if you want to be on the podcast then debate with us that's fine too we're looking for some conservative voices <laughs> well and I, I am, am anyways I'm <laughs> super interested um yeah that's the spirit of speaking in church that's the whole shenanigan right is just open up these doors and so the reason why it's called speaking in church Spencer do you want to speak a little bit about this since you're the one that you know got her degree in Bible
1: <laughs> lol um yeah so we cho- we chose the name for this podcast because there's a very popular verse in the complementarian circle. If you don't know what complementarian is, that's some fancy term for just sort of believing in um, the man is the head of the house and women are not allowed to speak in church. And there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 34-35, basically just saying, hey, like women can't speak up in the church. If they have questions, they need to go home and ask their husbands. And that's just sort of the law. Um, And we picked that because we don't hold that belief we hold an egalitarian belief which means we believe that men and women are inherently equal in the eyes of god both in um purpose and also in um oh my gosh what's the word josie in and
0: like, we don't believe that men are spiritual leaders
1: yeah we we believe that we are equally capable of being spiritual leaders um both inside marriages, inside families, but also among friends and among community. Um, Josie and I, uh, we currently sit under a female pastor that is phenomenal. And I have been blessed um, within the last few years to sit under a lot of phenomenal women that Um, In my early church days, I was not able to experience because of the beliefs held by the church. Um, And honestly, it's been so freeing to sit under women's leadership, and also to sit under men's leadership who just inherently value women and know that they have a place at the table and know that they are proclaimers of the gospel in equal parts. That's just been phenomenal And so yeah, that's kind of why we picked this. Um, And if you have questions about that, we'll dive into it more. Um, As our podcasts go on, we'll have some other topics where we'll talk about this. But if you're just wanting to start off now, uh, one thing that we really encourage is the Center for Biblical Equality, uh, CBE. They have great articles all over their website and resources, and they really dwell out both sides of the debate. They'll tell you, hey, this is what complementarians say, this is what egalitarians say. So Check that out if you have questions. Right.
0: We will be doing research on this podcast. We will also be talking out of our asses, but we will also – we are very um, intelligent and educated women, and we will continue that education with peer-reviewed sources and articles by people that we love and respect. So don't think that we're just going to be, you know – problematic for the sake of being problematic.
1: <laughs> Listen, we don't like to stir the pot unless we have some ingredients to make it tasty. Come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, to speak to speaking in church on my behalf, I grew up in a culture where we call it machismo, where men are always deemed as being higher than women. And I have seen that toxicity play out in a variety of ways, both in my Hispanic culture and in the church. And I have just—I'm in a place in life where I cannot and will not stand behind that. Um, And I think why I love our church so much is because it's not run by a man. I—I mean, call me sexist, but I cannot be under a man right now (laughs) as a pastor i'm not for it um and that's just where i am with my walk with the lord uh i think a lot of it has been you know seeing god as father and rejecting women as leaders and as spiritual people i am really passionate about uplifting women in the church and in christianity in general because it just has not been done um so speaking in churches, I'm, that's why I'm so passionate about talking about all this, is because you know there's a lot of people who have been rejected by Christianity, and who have been traumatized by this religion, and I am all about fucking that up, you know, getting rid of it. Who needs it?
1: I I, li- I just want to highlight. I like that you that you clarified like sitting under a man right now, mm-hmm. because I think that's I think that's just powerful and self aware of. Uh, there was times when I sat under men's leadership and I learned so much from them, um, specifically men who valued women and saw their inherent gifts and talents as proclaimers of the gospel. But I kind of agree at this moment in my life, I really was looking to sit under a woman's leadership that was the not just like a a youth pastor or a small group pastor, but really that was leading a congregation. That was so important to me um, to just really sit under a shepherd like that. So yeah, I highlight that I'm probably in a really similar place of right now, that's what I need. And, you know, there's a season for everything and maybe the next season I'll sit under a man's teaching again and that'll be okay, you know?
0: Right. Uh, exactly. I would like to point out that I do work at our church now. I am, (laughs) um, for lack of a better word and no disrespect to my boss, I am the boss. (laughs) I run this (laughs) church. (laughs) Just kidding. I just post on Instagram and edit the videos for Sundays, pandemic Sundays. Um, Josie's
1: the reason we get to still worship together, and I think that needs to be highlighted, so.
0: Well, I mean, yes. But I say that because I don't want people to think that I'm just bitching for the sake of bitching. I'm fully invested in creating a better Jesus-loving space, Jesus-loving world, Um also, I'm not here to convert you. I don't really care. If you want to just listen because you think we're funny, that's fine. We're not trying to convert you. Yes, You can believe in whatever version of God you want. Um, I believe you'll still go to heaven. Wink, wink.
1: <laughs> I think that's Future like,
0: topics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's the cool thing, though, of, yeah, just inviting people truly to come as they are, whether that be agreeing with us or not. We want people here because that's the Jesus that we serve. We serve God and a Jesus that loves everybody and kind of like what you said like we believe in a God that's not just God a father but God a mother very nurturing and very caring and um yeah I also like what you said about we're not just here to talk crap just to talk crap um we we care so much about not just our church but our community and Christianity as a whole and what it means to people And we want to highlight that it can do a lot of hurt, but it can also do a lot of good. And that's why we want to have these conversations because we care so deeply. We care enough to be uncomfortable, to have people on here that don't necessarily agree with us because we care and we want to learn and we want to have honest conversations because that is how we're going to move forward. So
0: yeah. Agreed. And if you are one of those people that are thinking about, hmm, I'm going to listen And I'm going to compile all these little things and then I'm going to try to get Josie fired from her church job. Just be forewarned, my boss and I are like best friends. I am on a podcast with her so she knows exactly how I talk and exactly what I think. So, nice try. Not happening. Don't cancel me, please. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, Yeah, welcome to Speaking in Church, everybody. It's going to be a wild ride.
1: We're going to do a lot of speaking, not necessarily in church because there's a global pandemic, but we're going to be doing a lot of speaking about the church. And the cool thing is we're going to get all biblical here when two or more meet in his name. That's like the church, right? Come on now. Ooh. Church isn't a preach, building. <laughs> Pastor, <preach. laughs> the church is not a building. It is us. We are the living church and yeah, we want to live together in community and we want to live as a church. So we want you to come on if you want to come on, or even if you don't necessarily want to come on, but you have topics that you'd like us to talk about, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Shoot us some comments, some DMs. And yeah, we want to get that queued up because we want to have some good, honest to God conversations, you know? Yes.
0: Uh, come on, give us those topics. You can find us on Instagram at Speaking in Church. And our Twitter is Spencer.
1: Uh, hold on, please. Sorry.
0: In the meantime, our Twitter... email is speakinginchurch at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email, too.
1: Twitter has a character limit, so our Twitter is just speakingchurch. Drop the N, speakingchurch. I like it.
0: Twitter, get your shit together. Come on. <laughs> I have to do the same thing with my Twitter handle. My Twitter handle, by the way, is at JosieTakesThe. I'm very radical on there, so don't follow me if you're light of heart.
1: And I just posted out of, uh, what did I say, deconstructionalist trash and really lame jokes. My Twitter is at Snowble underscore, S-N-O-B-L-E underscore. That was my maiden name. We're going to talk a lot about that in some future episodes, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or you can find me on Instagram at SpencerRose1R. Spencer and I'm one at R. josie
0: Takes the world. If that was if I wasn't aggressive enough already, <laughs> Josie takes the world.
1: She really does take the world, though. If you don't know... Guys, this is, like, one of my favorite things, though, because if you don't know Josie in real life or you just don't know her well, like, this is going to be such a cool opportunity because, honestly, she's one of the coolest people I've ever met. And you don't get the full Josie just, like, through acquaintances or through these little... Like, you think she's crazy on Instagram? Just wait till we have these conversations. It's going to be great. I'm
0: downright insane. <laughs> and I love it. We'll talk about mental health too later. Don't worry.
1: Oh, yes. Amen. That's the cry of my heart, guys.
0: So many topics, so little time. Anyways, that's it for today's episode, everybody. We look forward to having you listen to us next time.
1: Thanks for listening to us rant. Peace and blessings. Love y'all. He loves you. He does. Also, side note, we live in California. Pray for California. We're on fire.
0: Fuck your gender reveal parties. So.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a good way to end. Later, guys. Love you.